I'm Shannon. I'm Mark. And this is Dirt Sailor, the podcast. You can find us on Podbean, Apple, and Spotify. We also have Facebook and Instagram pages under Dirt Sailor Podcast. So how are you doing today? I'm doing awesome. You? I'm doing pretty well myself. Thank you. Thank you very much. So we had a few different trials that have been going on around the country, and they are at different stages of said trials. One of them that we discussed last week is the Maxwell trial. Ghislaine Maxwell is on trial for the crimes that she is said to have committed with Epstein back in the late 90s and early 2000s. And one of the things that we discussed was that the prosecutor was Biden's daughter. So looked into it, the prosecutor is not Biden's daughter, but the prosecutor is Maureen Comey, daughter of James Comey. James Comey, former FBI director, tainted individual, bad man. Yes, I believe he signed off on four of the the warrants to tap Trump and his allies. He even tapped a CIA operative, which they knew he was an operative, and tapped his phones anyway. Yeah, so that is that is who the prosecutor is. The judge is uh, the judge is an Obama appointee. And has just been appointed to the Tenth Circuit by Biden. Yeah, which means um, whichever names would truly come up in this trial are going to be hidden. And this thing is rigged from the get-go. Right, so if the judge is an Obama appointee, presumably she aligns Democrat. If she's a Biden appointee, same thing. Presumably she aligns Democrat. It has appeared, because his name has been all over the place... That Clinton is a well-known connoisseur of all things Jeffrey Epstein. He's flown on his planes more times than I can remember, dozens. He's been seen with him, apparently even Ghislaine Maxwell and um, Jeffrey Epstein have been known to go to the White House when Clinton was in office. So I would not be surprised if... Some of the too salacious for public consumption that the judge stricken from public record included anything Clinton, among others. Oh, absolutely. And that's uh, unfortunately what's going to happen when in reality all of them should uh, be found guilty of crimes against children and they should all go to prison. However, this thing's going to be hidden because it seems to be a pattern with these uh, congressmen, senators, um, all these uh, folks of high power they all run in the same circles and they all protect each other so this is one area where you have a judge being appointed and i know that's part of our system but you have the appointment of a judge and the appearance that they are protecting those higher up individuals oh absolutely it's interesting now how all of a sudden these folks are getting ill too we had an attorney that uh, went sick yesterday so they had to delay the trial today supposedly there was an individual who was going to be Uh, asked to go speak and he died uh, last week even though he'd been battling cancer for years and I don't know if it was in remission we'd have to take a look at that but he um, actually passed away before he had a chance to get on the stand and then keep in mind that this should have happened decades ago 
Jeffrey Epstein was already accused and convicted, got a sweetheart deal out of Florida for some of his crimes, which allowed him work release six, seven days a week to his office, 12 plus hours a day. All he had to do was come and sleep at the, the jail, probably not the most comfortable thing, but that's all that he had. Sweetheart deal, still work, still do whatever, still run in the same circles, still, you know, jet setting around the country, around the world once he was off of his probation. And even that, even when he was doing things unlawfully that were against his probation, still nothing happened to him. It's kind of amazing how we have a two- or three-tier system where if you're uh, one ethnic group, you get treated one way. If you're a different economic group, you get treated a different way. And if you're an elite, you really get treated differently. And if you have enough money, you can buy your way out of it. You can buy your way out of anything unless you make just the absolute wrong person mad at you. There is almost nothing you can, can't can get out of. Absolutely. So speaking of things that you can get away with, did you know that AOC doubts the existence of organized crime rings hitting up San Francisco and Los Angeles department stores? Well, she's probably watching news outlets that aren't showing it on their news. Yeah, so she de- she has decided that there is evidence out there or non-evidence out there of such existence, so they don't exist. Well, here's another elitist that when it doesn't directly impact them, they can uh, just defer and fake it and act like it doesn't really happen. Yeah. Well, another thing that she just did is she went on the House floor and she was talking about how hard it was to pay back what she currently has, which is $17,000 in student loans. And that Biden and the House and the Senate, but she's talking on the House floor, that the government needs to cancel student loans. She thinks that if the House can't do it along with the Senate, then Biden should just unilaterally cancel student loans, which is kind of interesting coming from someone who makes a six-figure salary, claiming that they can't pay $17,000 worth of student loans back, maybe $300 a month payment. I've heard figures between one and 300, depending on how long she's been paying, any deferrals, all of that stuff. So what's next? I can't, I can't make my car payment. Yeah. A a car is a universal right. I have the right to a car. Well, considering our, our lovely city of Fresno is not an extraordinarily walkable city. Technically, Hey, give us that car, but it's gotta be electric because we're not allowed to have gas powered after 2030. No new cars. They call those little things on Facebook and their uh, memes. I saw a pretty neat one that had about 50 electric cars on a freeway in the Midwest. There was about four feet of snow on the ground. And it uh, said, uh, how do you like them gas-powered vehicles now? Yeah, definitely. There's definitely pros and cons to, to everything. One is how we ruin the environment to get electric vehicle pieces, parts to put it together. And we're okay with that. We say we desecrate over gas and oil and that that it's terrible. We need to quit doing that, but we are okay when it meets what we want, which is electric. Oh, absolutely. And lithium mining is far worse than panning for gold or panning for oil, so to speak. Yeah, so we don't mine lithium mines. Right. And then there's a waste when the batteries go bad and you have to dispose of them because you cannot recycle 100% of them. And that's why we send them overseas to all these little young kids to have them disassemble them. And then they're the ones that get ill from all the toxic chemicals and we don't have to see them. So it's okay. 
We don't care when it's somebody else or we get to close our eyes. Absolutely. Just like they're asking OPEC to uh, pump more oil because it's better for them to do it and not for us because we can buy it, but we can act like we're saving. It's funny how we, we do that. Absolutely. Pretend. We're playing pretend. We'll, we'll, I don't know what else to call it. You're playing pretend. You're really still doing the same thing to the environment. You're just not specifically doing it, so it's okay. It's like buying carbon credits. What does that really mean? I'm rich, and I get to pretend like I'm doing something that matters instead of reducing my my production or consumption, whichever way you want to look at it, and actually doing something positive. Absolutely. What other trials were going on this week? There was the trial of Jesse Smollett, and his came to a conclusion. We're still waiting on the Maxwell trial to come to a conclusion. And Jesse Smotlett was found guilty on five out of the six charges against him. And some people still believe, watching them on television, that he did nothing wrong. Right. And apparently some of the video, and I didn't know this video existed, but apparently there was a video of him appearing to do a dry run the night before. Well, he's an actor. He wanted to make sure he got it right. Right. And he had called the two individuals who committed this crime that he claimed committed this crime against him he called them white individuals and then when he gave an updated description he said you know i'm not quite sure that they were white i think they might have been pale so they might not have been white and so he updated the description he said it was being responsible was updating the description and i can I can say, hey, you know, you had more of your memory jogged and now you're not quite so sure about what you saw. Or maybe you're more sure and that's how you know you didn't describe the person accurately. Except these two individuals are very dark-skinned individuals. They're not light. They're not pale. Arguably, you could say uh, Jesse Smotlet is on the lighter side of being African-American. If you look at his skin tone, these two individuals were, were darker than him. And they're apparently from Nigeria. And, and I know there's a joke out there that says that Jesse Smollett is the first American to bamboozle two Nigerians. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> or, technically, I think they said scam. Scam. He's the first yeah. person, he's the first known American to have scammed Nigerians. Well, it's unfortunate that all the race hustlers across America jumped on this bandwagon so quick before all the evidence came forward when I'm sure the investigators when they looked at it knew that there was an issue because there's really no MAGA type people in Chicago. I would be shocked. Yes since Miss Hill there may be a couple obviously. I mean that that like MAGA they said MAGA country this is MAGA country. Yeah and it was uh, and he was going to walk to a subway sandwich shop at 2 30 in the morning. When it was like 11 below or something like that. I mean, really? Well, you know, I wouldn't do it. You wouldn't do it. But we're not cold weather folks. So maybe there's somebody who would do it. I mean, I would have, if I was as rich as him. I, well, I say this, but then maybe not. I was going to say, I probably would have Uber Eats something to me because that was a thing two years ago. Yes. So I probably would have ordered in, had somebody pick it up. Well, I think either somebody hired him to do this for some reason. Or he just was getting some bad press or something from their show or they're going to cancel the show or something and he tried to build himself up for some reason. So what's funny about that is he had actually received a death threat on set which was also included the term MAGA. 
So it was a death, some sort of death threat or threat. Maybe it wasn't death. It was a type of threat, a bodily harm type of threat. And he didn't, according to others, he didn't feel that um, people on set took it seriously enough. And then shortly thereafter, he was in negotiations for a better contract. And then this MAGA attack happened. Just kind of interesting that he would be targeted by the MAGA folks. But I think that it was the expectation that Trump's people are bad. And they're just easy to use as the bad guy. That I mean, that's personal opinion. I do think that he was guilty of the crime of a hoax. The brothers said that they were paid. He was known to hang out with them. He had gone out with them. And I think one was even training him as a personal um, personal trainer, uh, I guess. Fitness trainer. Fitness trainer. Yeah. One of yeah, them yeah. was training him as a fitness trainer. He was trying to get into better shape. Um, so the, these two individuals were not unknown to him, and he. So if you can say that they did it to him without any of his knowing that it was going to happen, maybe they were trying to get money, maybe whatever. I don't know. But you end up in a situation where he actually knows the perpetrators, and he still says they're white people. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be interesting to see what kind of sentence he gets by the judge because the penalty phase is next week. And he can get what I believe up to four years per guilty. Verdict. They'll probably run it concurrently, not consecutively, whatever it is. Considering I think it's his first offense, I highly doubt that they would go with a lengthy term. Nor do I think that they would run it um, concur- uh, consecutively. Okay, I think they'll yeah, do it concurrently. concurrently. Well, I would give him myself just a year, but I'd give him about 3,000 hours of community service. Did you know that in his first deal, he's already done community service? So when he was originally charged, they were looking at the prosecutor actually being on his side and trying to keep as much information out of the public square. So they gave him a sweetheart deal, which was to uh, forfeit the $10,000 bail that he had to help repay for the police officer time that was spent. So forfeit the $10,000 bail, and apparently he also did community service. So his lawyer argued that this was double jeopardy, that he technically already served his time, but it was a special prosecutor and I think a grand jury that decided to indict him. And somehow that is not double jeopardy. I don't know if the charges were different from the original charges that he pled to, but technically he didn't plea. It was more of an in lieu of going forward. Right. Well, I think that um, Michelle Obama actually helped the first time. I know that I believe her influence. Yeah, Michelle Obama was inquiring on it. A bunch of people were national nationally inquiring on this case and and running into this case. So I wouldn't be surprised about any top name that was helping. Even Don Lemon apparently sent a text message to Jesse Smollett saying, "The police don't believe you." As they shouldn't because the stuff just didn't add up. Right. But, you know, I I bet if it was a first-time offense, he made a stupid mistake. And he probably realizes it for sure. If he doesn't, if he's not contrite, then I'd lock him up for five or six years. But he can actually help prevent maybe a riot in the future because that could have touched off a small race riot somewhere and cost hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars in damage and deaths and a lot of bodily injury. 
Yeah, he definitely would need to be held responsible, just as anyone who did such a thing would need to be held responsible. Absolutely. So, U.S. Navy. Go Island, Navy. Islands of Aloha. Yes. We talked about that a little bit last week. And the tainted water. Yes. And apparently it's far worse than we even talked about last week. Yes. There's upwards of 100,000 people that are affected. 20-some hundred have been displaced and moved out of their homes. Staying in Waikiki and other hotels, which is already difficult because of COVID. A lot of very sick people, and the Navy has known about it for years and years, and they have not fixed the problem. Nope. And as you said, how long that they've known about it, I told you they would not take responsibility and clearly they have not been taking responsibility for a long time they've been hiding it dogs have been put to sleep because they've gotten sick and they look like something's going on so people have lost their their animals and just keep in mind i know it might sound like a smaller thing to lose a dog but when you go you have military families who likely didn't get the dog on island although they could have But when you bring your dog in and you take your dog out and you go on to your next duty station, you are paying thousands of dollars to transport your dog. So these are people who care a lot about their animals and it costs a lot of money to do all the tests you have to do, get the appointments you need, get the paperwork signed off on, put them on an airplane, get them through quarantine if something goes on and and their paperwork's not in order. These are very expensive animals, families. I I really do think they're family, a family member, but these are really expensive decisions that the military has made that they're not claiming any responsibility for. So all the hundreds and thousands of dollars that people are out for their animals alone, not even medical, but for their animals alone, they're not taking responsibility for that either. And we would know from past experience how expensive it is to take animals to Oahu, wouldn't we? Yes, so I, I have taken two animals, both to and from Hawaii, and it was a time-consuming experience. It was a taxing experience. Both my dogs had to go through a specific vet who can do a specific test that would go to a specific place in the United States where it was accepted. Then the airlines didn't know what they were doing, no offense. And we kept getting different pieces of information. So the first time we attempted to fly with them, um, we got told they could not come because some of the stuff wasn't in order. My wonderful father went to the airport, what, three, four times? Between that particular flight that they didn't make it on and the flight they ultimately ended up making it on, and each time got a different answer. And even day of, after having gone there multiple times to ask the airline everything, check their website, get on the phone with them, make sure everything was in order from our end and their end, still showed up day of, and there was more wrong (laughs) that they had to fix Absolutely, and that's why we got there at 3.30 in the morning before the terminal even opened up, and we started the process at 4 a.m., and it was really crazy watching TSA wand the dogs and open the kennels and make sure that there was nothing in there that we were going to transport over with the dogs. And the carrier that we shipped them over on, unfortunately, had to backtrack and go through Arizona from California back to Arizona. They sat there for four or five hours, 
and then made the trip over to Hawaii. So one of the two dogs actually wasn't 100% when she got there. She was very nervous and rattled for quite a while. Yes, and we had to take her to the vet once we got her there, and she was not the same for some weeks after that with everything that went on. And we even had anti-anxiety medication that the vet prescribed trying to help them out. So it's a very big ordeal to take your dog over there. And I will say I care for my dogs very much. And if I went onto a base and my dogs were sickened to the point where they had to be put down, I would leave no stone unturned to make sure everyone responsible was held to account. But that still would not bring my babies back. Never brings them back and absolutely make sure they're all held to account. And right now, speaking of being held to account, right now they're actually fighting the health department order to take the fuel out of the tanks, the storage tanks that's contaminating the well and the water there. They're actually fighting the Hawaii Health Department right now on having to do that. So that's how much they care. They want to keep the fuel that is contaminating the water put. They want to keep it in place. And it kind of bothers both of us being prior military and prior Navy to watch our Navy do that to fellow sailors and Marines. Yes, it it's terrible. They should be treated with a lot of respect. These are people who are fighting for our country for peanuts, for absolute peanuts, and they're living in one of the most expensive stateside places to live. Hard to get anything there, and they're this is how they're being treated. Absolutely. So jumping back real quick to um, AOC doubting the existence of organized crime rings, Lori Lightfoot, the mayor of Chicago, actually doesn't doubt the existence of the crime rings and the crime sprees. Who's that she are blaming happening. for it? She said that it is the fault of the stores for having such lax security that they are getting robbed and broken into. I thought maybe it was because they had such nice stuff that they were charging too much for, so she felt that people should get it for free. It's the victim's fault. Always. So, South Africa, Omicron. Beautiful country. Yes. You've been there. I have. Cases are doubling every other day. No. Hospitalizations, though, relative to the population of 40 million are only at about 5,200. So, and out of those 5,200, a lot of the cases were for pre-existing or other condition. And there's very limited people. I think it's 400 on actual ventilators and around 600 that have to use oxygen supplement. Well, hopefully we can find more tools in our toolbox and we can continue to not see an increase in hospitalizations and we can see people recover despite getting it much like we see people recover from flu uh we have tamiflu to help people recover faster from the flu so hopefully we keep our our toolbox full and we can help people across the country and across the world and that's very interesting because they have not found would you call him patient zero or patient one patient zero is what they what they call them. Well, they have been looking at this Omicron and how the makeup is of it. And they actually found that COVID-19 has a cold. They've actually found that somehow common COVID that causes the flu has morphed itself into this Omicron. 
So that is potentially why it's going to be much less and much less dangerous than the Delta variant. Oh, interesting. Yeah, you heard in their search for patient zero, they've also theorized, because they don't have patient zero yet, but they've theorized that it came from an individual who is actually uh, immune compromised. And for whatever reason, their body just morphed the, you know, morphed it. Right. So that's the person that had the cold then apparently. So um, what does that mean for people that don't know what immune compromise means? So for people who are immune compromised, so to people who may be taking um, drugs because they're on chemo, and their immune system is not working the way it's supposed to. They take drugs to suppress their immune system. So then whatever treatment for for cancer, uh, that they're taking chemo or radiation and whatnot, their body doesn't fight off arguably the good stuff, the chemo, the radiation. They don't want their body to fight it off. So they take drugs to suppress their immune system. So then that way you can attack the cancer. And it could be somebody who has cancer or some other health condition that their immune system is not fully working for one reason or another and can't typically fight off a cold in the same way or fight off whatever it's getting in the same way. Very interesting. Good to know, because I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that don't know what that term means. And this doctor I follow, which I say pretty much every week, and I don't follow Fauci, I follow this gentleman from England. And he does a, a podcast on YouTube or a YouTube video every single day, just kind of explaining what's going on. And he was talking about a group that had a party on November 26th. And I'm not going to name the company that they all work for, nor the country of origin. However, there was 120 of them at the party. And 70 of them ended up with COVID. The interesting thing is all 120 of them were double vaccinated and they ended up commingling with 50 other folks outside of there. And I believe it was 30 of those people ended up with COVID, the Omicron variant. So I just thought that was quite interesting. Well, the definition of fully vaccinated has changed and is changing as we speak. I shouldn't say has, it's going to change. Apparently it will not be double vaccinated anymore. It's more and more and more. <laughs> right. It's a it's a booster every 90 days or so. Right. So originally it was you're fully vaccinated if you've had both the shots or the single of Johnson & Johnson. And that used to be the definition of fully vaccinated. Now they are switching it to you have to have had a booster. So if you go based on a booster, if it's been more than six months, it's got to be another booster. Or if there's a new variant, it's got to be something for that. So this. You will find that if you are vaccinated or unvaccinated, you're both in the same camp of never being fully vaccinated. I know, and that's interesting that Fauci has not talked about, there's that name again, has not talked about your natural antibodies until this week. And he actually did make mention of natural antibodies, and they may actually help with this whole COVID-19 thing. Oh, now we care? Now that we've told people that it wasn't good enough and you had to get the vaccine, now we'll say you might be okay? Well, it's because he probably read somebody else's peer-reviewed paper and decided that it helps. Well, the NIH removed gain-of-function 
citing misuse on the website, but they have no documentation surrounding that removal and the reason why they came to their conclusion to remove it, according to a new FOIA. So I'm just waiting for them to use the same, you know, changes to the website and they have no rhyme or reason. Oh, all of a sudden it's okay if you recovered from COVID. We'll not say why we changed our mind. We'll just pop it on there like it's always been there. It's because they're the smartest people in the room. I love them. When they get caught with their pants down, then they scramble to try to fix things and they end up making themselves look worse. So... Now we're going through kids age 5 through 12 to get the vaccine, and they're trying to require it all over the country, depending on what school system you're in. In California, Newsom has said that they're going to require it in elementary school soon enough. I think right now it's on an emergency order, so once it's fully in place and he's going to require all public and private school children to get it, you will only be allowed to go to school by independent study if you have not gotten it going to be a lot of kids staying home i don't know because i don't know if you heard about what they're doing in los angeles to encourage vaccination buying them bicycles no pizza not even bicycles so apparently they are going to school kids who are not of age of consent they're not 18 doing it without their parents and they're doing it without their parents consent they're either having the kids sign off or the nurse whoever's doing it is signing off for the parent they're giving them pizza, they're giving them the shot, and then they're telling them not to tell their parents about it. That's bad news. Yeah, so don't worry. If your kid goes to public school, they'll get the shot. You just won't know about it. Well, have you ever watched some of the videos of some of these people they hire to give the shot? No. Do you know what aspirating a shot means? You're supposed to uh, make sure there's no air in... The needle. And you pull the needle back a little bit and you make sure that you're injecting the vaccine into the muscle, the tissue, and not the bloodstream. Okay. 75% of these people that are not trained are doing it incorrectly. And it becomes a little bit on the dangerous side when it goes directly into the bloodstream. And that's probably where you're getting all the side effects from. It'd be interesting to see how many people get the shot wrong and that as you just noted that is actually what's causing the problem maybe we would all be fine with the shot if it was being given correctly right if you were to spool up youtube right now and watch people give shots you would see 75 percent of the people giving them do not know what they're doing wow and i learned that from my doctor that i follow over in england because he showed you how to properly administer a vaccine and how most people in america are doing it wrong most places around the world, it was actually smaller countries that were doing it correctly. And I think South Africa was actually one of them. Would not surprise me. So when I was going through boot camp, um, you get your vaccines regardless of your vaccine status. So you pull up there and you stand online, you lift up your, you roll up your sleeves and you walk down a line and there's somebody on the right and left side of you and they, they have little needle guns. So it's a, what is it, like a cartridge or a canister that helps force the shot into your arm. I don't know what it was, but in 1981, it hurt. By the end of that line, you could even raise your arms up. I do distinctly remember that. So we all get our shots. We're just walking down the line, and it's, you know, the gunshot going all the way down. And then we get walked into a room, 
and there's like a gurney there or some sort of a table. And then for the gals, it's a bunch of gals in the room and we all have to stand around it, pull down our pants. So your butt cheek shows and then you get your peanut butter shot, penicillin. Big one in the butt. And I just remember standing there and not wanting to be there right then. But then you're looking into the faces of all these other chicks with their pants down, ready for somebody to come and jab a big old needle. And then after that, you have to go sit in a chair, at least for me. You still have your sleeves rolled up. You go and you sit down in the chair and then they're going to do a blood draw because they're going to test you for HIV. They're going to test you for whatever else it is on the blood draw that they do. We're all sitting in our our chairs. I I don't know if they're called chairs, but we're sitting in the chairs with the arm out so that way they can come and and take our blood. And I'm watching everybody else because I don't have a person in front of me at that time. And it's all these new, new corpsmen coming over to do this. So I'm watching everybody else go through and you see how carefully these corpsmen are just like making sure that they can find where they're supposed to stick the needle, making sure they have all their equipment and they are just being so slow and careful. I'm like, oh, I wonder which one's going to be my person because I just expect them to go down the line. In walks this sailor that is disheveled, looks like he's hung over from the night before. His shirt seems to be partially untucked. You think, oh, God, that's my guy. And I'm like, oh, not him, not him, not him. (laughs) Nope. He walks right up to me, sits down. I swear he drew my blood in two seconds flat. I was the only one of like all of the gals that were in there right at that point that ended up with no bruise in my arm. All of the other ones ended up looking like they had gotten beat up on their arm because it was so bruised and discolored. I'm thinking I'll take the hungover guy anytime because he knew what he was doing. Longtime Corman. So I see Japan, who was flatlined on COVID, now has eight more cases. So I imagine they're going to jump on those with ivermectin or whatever they're using at the current time to knock that down real quick. Because if you look at all the graphs, uh, they're actually the lowest right now for uh, COVID. Yeah, and they were, they had actually shut down a lot of travel to Japan. They, we're shutting down student visa holders. They shut down a lot of people. Isn't that racist? No. Oh, that's right. Trump doesn't uh, live there. Correct. So they were shutting down a lot of travel and foreign students, so much so that colleges actually started requesting that the government reconsider because they lost a lot of students. A lot of these schools had foreign, a lot of foreign students in them, and they were having none. So they had actually requested that the government reconsider their ban on foreign students. And I wonder if they did reconsider that ban and it ticked up because they allowed more people in. Apparently they let eight of them in to go back to school. So Russia, Ukraine, going to war. Yes, and apparently the Biden administration is actually planning on advising Ukraine to hand over some of their territory to Russia, which is really funny because way back when Trump is a Russian stooge that will give Ukraine to Russia, guess who the Russian stooge is that appears to be giving Ukraine to Russia? The one that his son was being bought off by Russia and China and the Ukraine? He just wanted the money. 
He didn't care about where it came from. I really don't think he cares about where it comes from as long as he's got it. Yeah, well, I was a little disappointed when I heard a Republican on the floor of the Senate say that we might have to use nukes against Russia if they attack the Ukraine. There is nothing there for us. Nothing ventured, nothing gained. We do not need to go in to help the Ukraine. They're going to have to defend themselves if they do get invaded. Only because of the fact that we've had enough wars here recently. We don't need another one. To add, well, and especially if we nuke somebody, do you think that's going to change Russia? Or do you think we're just going to get attacked? Yeah, it's total annihilation of the world because it's going to start volleying both directions. And I believe that Russia is, is bent on maintaining control down there because their biggest seaport is at the bottom of the Ukraine. I see. It looks like, for the most part, they're pretty landlocked except for a couple of spots. Don't they have the the frozen sea? They do. they got big icebreakers, too. So what about this Mexican truck? Well, it's not a Mexican truck, but a truck in Mexico that crashed that unfortunately was loaded with about 200 people trying to make it to the border, and I believe around 53, 54 of them died. It's not the first time, and it won't be the last. In and out of the United States, it... It will continue to happen. People are trying to make it up to the United States. They don't ask questions. They pay their money. They promise to pay their money. And then they get in the vehicle or they get on a train or they get on a bus or they begin walking or they swim across once they get to the border. They just do what they're told to get here. Very unfortunate. And then folks are none the wiser. They don't have a clue what they're getting into. I think they do have a clue what they're getting into, but they've decided that it is worth the risk. The risk is worth it. I'll have to believe you on that. I don't, well, I mean, they have family members who have made it before, so they, they definitely tell people, this is who you go to, this is what you're going to do, this is how you're going to get here, this is how much water you should bring, this is how much food you should bring, money, whatever it is, whatever they have, really. Poor people, but I yeah. guess there's a lot of us. Maybe that's why they invented COVID, try to get rid of a big population number oh and then well speaking of getting rid not necessarily getting rid of a big population number but if you look at our current work rates in the united states if you were to believe some of the numbers that the biden administration is putting out we have a better recovery and more jobs and people are working but they're really not counting all of the long-term unemployed so congress is looking to build back better with universal pre-K, which sounds great, three-year-olds can go to school and that will help with parents needing to go to work and not being able to afford daycare. At least that's what is being billed to us. But we can't even staff schools right now. Schools are closing weekly. Some have every Friday off. Some have other days off whenever they can't get enough staffing or substitutes. I know in our area, they are paying substitutes a premium to work at these campuses and they're even lowering the standards on who can substitute for your kid because they can't fill the positions and yet we're supposed to add a whole nother working group that we can't already staff that we can't even go to food joints or um, sales places and get any service because there's not enough people to work and we're going to add more. Yeah, and that's what I don't get. They say it's the lowest unemployment since COVID started. Yet every building you drive by, there's big signs that are as big as automobiles that say help wanted. And you go into these establishments, 
and there's nobody working. There's one or two people working a restaurant that has 50 booths. Or you go to a brand new restaurant that had just opened and they have to close for three days because they don't have enough staff to staff it. Only the drive throughs open. So apparently their numbers are way off, way off. Yes, they are. But here Biden is going to build back better. While he's simultaneously using the FBI to go after reporters and seize things from them, apparently Project Veritas was said to have Biden's daughter's diary, but then James O'Keefe, the founder of Project Veritas, said they could not authenticate the diary, so handed it over to the police a year ago when the person who gave it to them would not take it back. So they said they couldn't authenticate it. Sounds like a setup to me. Now, the judge will not unseal documents relating to how they went after Project Veritas. So they won't unseal documents to support whatever their decision, which I can understand under an active investigation. But then they said that Biden's daughter has a right to privacy. And they're not going to publish these things, which is really funny. So it kind of seems like whatever was in that diary was actually hers. Very possible. And I understand that Twitter is now not letting Project Veritas do certain things on Twitter. So what they're not letting them do is post videos of people who did not give their permission to have the video taken, which is really funny because when you do any reporting... Does that mean that if the person doesn't want to be reported on, even if they're doing criminal acts, Twitter would say, okay, well, you don't have their permission to do a news report, so we're not going to let you publish. Yeah, very one-sided. Depends on who you are and who you're not. Right, because they actually do have carve-outs for them to be the deciding factor on whether or not it's not cut and dry, not any video, because then arguably any video of a person where the permission is not granted or their permission is unknown shouldn't be allowed to go on there. So if I took a video of somebody, I don't know, picking their nose at a traffic stop in California and that person has no idea that I'm recording them, arguably they shouldn't allow that to go up either because the person didn't give their permission to one, be recorded and two, be published. Let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. So speaking of laptops, Hunter Biden, his laptop. Oh, you mean the laptop that wasn't his laptop that couldn't be authenticated as as his laptop, so everybody and their mother banned it from being talked about only to find out it was authenticated, and okay, maybe I guess I'll allow news reports out. Yeah, it was authenticated, yes, after the presidential election, after it was hidden for a while. One report I saw that kind of concerned me, because a guy that I follow on a news outlet comes to be their comes to find out that he's a friend of Hunter Biden's. Yes. So that news reporter who does a lot on the negatives, uh, I guess he's a news commentator. Do you want to say his name? Tucker Carlson, yes. This news commentator says a bunch of negative stuff about Biden in his reports, and then it turns out that he's buddy-buddy with Hunter Biden and sending emails back and forth. Can you make a inquiry or a recommendation on behalf of my kid to xyz college and apparently there were positive emails going back and forth but the public persona is 
he doesn't like him, and it, he's a bad dude. So Tucker, of all people, should know that if it's out there on video or audio, you will eventually, at some point in time, get caught. Yes. So it kind of hurt my feelings a little bit, because I really started to like the guy, because I stopped watching the other guy that's on Fox News. I think his name's Sean Hannity. Yes, he seemed to be a little fakey fake. Well, I was getting tired of the people he was bringing on, other news people that would say, yeah, we've got this information, we have this information, and man, they're going to go after these guys for all these crimes. And I guess it's like clickbait. Yes. Yeah, and you watch and watch and watch, and nothing happens. So while they enrich themselves, but they do do good work, because don't get me wrong, he donates a lot of money to charities. However... He's donating our money because had he not used the clickbait to get us to watch and help him make a lot of money, he would not have that money to give away. True. And so there are a lot of people I've started noticing when I follow them on on Facebook or Instagram, you start watching their videos and there's another individual that I won't name at this time, but I would watch his and it was Jen Psaki totally implodes during one of her uh, Q&As, and then you watch what they're posting and didn't look like she imploded. Yeah, she could be a little snarky on some of her comments, but there was no implosion. And it would be people like that, oh, this person just totally goes down in a ball of flames. Watch a video. Okay, well, I'm going to leave now. Okay, bye-bye. You know, it's just something so simple. Right. No ball of flames, just all of this hyperbole and... Yeah, so I'm getting quite tired of these news commentators that are there for the clickbait because they don't give you the ultimate story or however they describe the situation is not accurate at all. Correct. And talking about that, Jesse, is it Jesse or Jesse? Jesse, J-U-S-S-I-E, Smollett. Apparently the leader of Black Lives Matter still believes that you can never trust police, even though... He was found guilty, not the police. Through their investigations, they found that the dude was lying. Yeah, well, you can't trust police when it doesn't give you the public outrage outcome that you're looking for. Because apparently we're supposed to go on the verdict of public decision and not with a jury or or not through investigative techniques. It's whatever you felt. And I've heard that before, too, actually, is people like, well, I, I don't like it. It doesn't feel right. Well, it doesn't matter if it feels right. It matters if it's actually right or wrong. I've heard Democrats in Congress say that over the years. It doesn't matter if the accusations are true or not. We need to find out what's not true. Yeah, it's just how you feel. It made me feel bad. So did you know that Hillary Clinton is giving a class on resilience? Smartest lady in the world. Smartest lady in the world. Yeah, so she's giving a class on resilience. And apparently just recently she gave her acceptance speech for when she had planned on winning the 2016 presidential election. So now, five years later, we get to hear her acceptance speech for the woman who can't take reality. Yeah, she cried a lot during that speech, from what I understand. She would have been such a good president. Just she, kidding. She would have been worse than Mr. Obama, I'm afraid to say. 
Yeah, unfortunately, she is a part of the what's called the master class series. So there's a bunch of different people who give classes, and you can take their classes online. They're pre-recorded, and so you can get in on them at any time, and you can take a class. I've taken one from James Patterson. He gave a writing class, and there are many others. They do cooking, writing, all different kinds. And so now Hillary Clinton is paid as a master class instructor as the former First Lady, U.S. Senator, Secretary of State, and the nation's first female presidential nominee from a major party. They have to say from a major party because she's not the first female presidential nominee. Right. Who was the first? Victoria Woodhull. Ooh, that must have been a long, long time ago. That one does not ring a bell. That's not who I was thinking. So it, it does say that Victoria Woodall, Woodhull was the first woman to run for president of the United States. Well, I'm sure glad that Hillary didn't win. I'm glad we were able to manipulate the voting machine so Trump could win. We learned that from the Democrats. We had a bunch of people that have been dead since the 1800s vote again this time. Well, it's really funny that in 2016, it was the election could be stolen and all sorts of wrongdoing. But in 2020, it was the most secure election. But we didn't really change those things. We just stole it better. I don't they, know. They did a better job. They're much better at lies, deception, corruption. They're so much better than us. So sorry for mispronouncing Jesse Smollett's name. No worries. Jesse, right? J-U-S-S-I-E. Well, I think I said Smollett small small it yeah I, I said it wrong so that's on me but another trial that happened so speaking of trials going back to our earlier part of our conversation another trial that happened was josh duggar so he was one of the 19 kids in counting that was a television show yes yeah. so the i don't know if he's the oldest son or the older son of the Duggars, he was just convicted of possessing and sending child pornography. So this was not his first interaction with the police, but it's his first prosecution. So he had molested his sisters and I think a cousin or a family friend. I I can't remember who the other party was. I think it was a cousin. Uh, He had molested them, but then the family dealt with it themselves. And it only came out after he could not be prosecuted for it anymore. But he was also a minor when he did it. Oh, okay. Okay. So this is his first police interaction, and now he's facing 20 years in prison. For um, computer transmission. Yeah, child pornography. Apparently he had a pornography problem, which was made public with a data dump. Someone stole a bunch of information, I think, from Ashley Madison, which is a a website for adults to meet other adults and you want to cheat on your spouse. And so he had been meeting women on there apparently. And then it turned into, he has a pornography addiction. So he went to make himself all better. Apparently part of that was putting electronic surveillance and blocking stuff, I don't know, blocking software on his computer to stop him from being able to either get to pornography or someone would be notified if he did. If he did. But apparently he was tech savvy enough that he partitioned his computer. And so one half of it was still being monitored and the other half he was able to do without monitoring. And it was placed at his place of work. 
he owned a car dealership, a used car lot. And so that's where he kept the computer. And apparently he found a way to get to pornography anyway. And it turned out that it was also child pornography. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Ready to go shopping? Ready. Highest inflation in 40 years. I think Biden's trying to take us back to his days of old. If he can remember what those days were. Yeah, highest inflation in 40 years, and we should just be thankful that we don't need a turkey because we can make dinner cheaper if we don't like people and they don't come and don't provide food, they won't come. Uh, Oh, we should be super thankful that he gave us $1,200 a person, and that is eaten up by just the increase in gas prices alone. And he reduced the price of fuel during Thanksgiving by two cents a gallon, even though they raised it. I pretty much, uh, what, $2 a gallon more? But we should be thankful. Absolutely. Super thankful I'm for so that. thankful for all the people that voted for him. Did you know that Yuma declared a state of emergency because of a 2,647% increase in illegal border crossings? Yuma, Arizona? Yeah, so we should be thankful for that, too. I used to live right down the street from Yuma. It was called El Central, California. Ag capital of the world for lettuce and sugar beets. And from what I recall, there was a processing plant down there called CNH Sugar. And I think it said pure cane sugar from Hawaii, even though it was sugar beet sugar from the Imperial Valley. That's interesting. Yeah, if you mix in a little bit of the pure cane sugar, I guess you can call it. Just like Kona coffee, if you have one bean of Kona coffee, you can call it a Kona blend. Absolutely, it's a Kona blend. Sugar blend. So what are you guys doing tonight? We are going to a comedy show. This day and age with how we have to be politically correct, you'll have to keep all those jokes out. Anything. Just Well, if you didn't know, The Daily Wire now is partnering with the likes of Adam Carolla and others to have sort of a free comedy, meaning that it's not going to be stopped by the The left. The woke crowd? Which I still don't know what that means. The woke crowd? Well, they changed the definition, much like gain of function. Global warming, climate change, kind of like that. Just keep moving the marker, change the definition. You'll always be wrong, no matter what you say. But I do want to give a shout out to a new listener, Stephanie. And she travels the country, so I'm hoping that she uh, lets everybody around the country know about, what's the name of our podcast? Dirt Sailor, the podcast. Yes, and we're starting to grow by leaps and bounds. Thank you for tuning in this week, and we look forward to hearing from you guys. So if you would like to get on our Facebook or Instagram page, shoot us a DM. Tell us what you want to hear about. Absolutely. See you next week. This has been a podcast produced and edited by the Dirt Sailor Duo. Mark and Shannon are a father-daughter team who both served in the United States Navy. This production is protected by copyright laws. Until next time, anchors away.